We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It is 103 on a Saturday, and that means Tech Talk. Doug Swin Hart in studio. Our phone number is always 651 989 9226. If you want to talk to Doug about your computer, hardware, software, whatever, 651-989-9226. That's good for a call or a text. So keep that in mind, folks, here on this Saturday afternoon. Chilly day. A lot of folks hunkered down around their computers. Great time to call the program. Doug, good to see you. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful to be in here, Steve. Uh, and we want to get those phone lines up and running. And a friendly reminder that uh, we always get calls and texts late in the program. We can't get on the air. So call early, and we'll be sure to get to your uh, comment or question for Doug. Let's talk about the bitter cold. We haven't had a ton of these days so far this winter, but uh, when you get the really cold weather, uh, the air is really dry And that can be tough on our electronic equipment. And Doug, uh, some tips uh, for folks to avoid the dreaded static electricity. You know, it's interesting. When I go into an office and I see a whole, all kinds of carpet, and I always remind the men and women, if you can avoid it, don't wear pure wool because that collects static. If you do... Have a can of Stop Static or or any kind of a, a static prevention spray. You can buy it at the grocery store cheap and just spray a little bit on your clothing. And and from time to time, take a Kleenex, spray a little of that Stop Static on a Kleenex, and rub your hands and your forearms. These computers pick up more static from us human beings than anywhere else. And when we touch a keyboard, if it's connected with a cable, it goes right straight to the to the computer or a mouse that's cabled. And that really does give a good selling point to wireless connections when you're on computers. But this kind of weather, Steve, you are absolutely correct. This dry and it's, the barometric pressure has things to do with this as well, but it, it's, it's huge. I get calls and they're just bizarre. I say, listen, restart your computer. In fact, better yet, shut it off, unplug it, push the power button in, and just let it all drain, give it about 20, 30 seconds, plug it back in and fire it up, and most of the time the things just go right away and they're back to normal. Yeah, my daughter has some tropical plants, and it was recommended when she got those that you buy a little humidifier. She found one that actually plugs in to an iPhone charger. So in theory, this little humidifier probably could plug into a USB port. That's really a good idea. And it puts a little humidity in the air, not a ton, but a little bit of humidity goes a long way in cutting down on static electricity. I'm going to look into that piece of equipment. That's an excellent idea. Whoever came up with that, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's and just a little tiny thing. It sits on the shelf, a I little love humidifier. It. and I like that. Um, we also have heard for many, many years that houseplants... They do work. They put humidity into the air as well. So that's going to be a help. Um, 
The big thing with computers, too, and you mentioned temperature. I have people drop off laptops at my place, and they carry them out of the house, and they put them in the back seat, and they drive more to my house. When I get them, they're cold. They are actually cold just from that little bit of time while the car's warming up and coming to my place. So it's uh, it's critical that we let these things climatize before we fire them up. If perhaps you forget it in the car overnight, oh, goodness, for, for sure, give it at least two to three hours before you start it. Yeah. It takes a while for these things to, to reacclimate to the to the temperatures around them. It's um and that is critical. That really is. And it is a no-no to leave computer equipment in a cold car oh. or a hot car. Now I get it. People go to and from work and maybe they got to wait for the bus and all of that sort of stuff. So this equipment is going to get cold, but you know, the, the, this stuff is not bulletproof. You, oh. need, you need to go easy on it. Uh, that's exactly right. You know, computers are built with solid state circuitry and the solid state circuitry was actually designed in NASA, and it's practically indestructible. However, we also have microchips, the Intel microchip, chipset for the hard drives and the, and the video cards. That's the vulnerable part. And even though it's a small, small percentage of the overall system, we have to protect those microchips. They will degrade, and it's lots of problems. So uh, the solid-state circuitry is one part of it, but the microchips are another, and we really got to take good care of them. And, and by the way, those USB humidifiers, Ugh. they're relatively cheap. They're available. Just do a search for them. You'll find them. But it, it's worked out really well for the plants, and I thought, hey, I should get one of those at work and just kind of set it by the computer. It, you, know, you don't want that mist landing on the keyboard. That's correct. But a little humidity in the air can go a long way to help this equipment. And it'll help you as far as your health as oh, well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You, you know, this dry air is hard on us. It really is. And that's why I tell people, if you're comfortable, your computer will be comfortable. And here's a... I just love this. This humidifier, these little ones that you carry around your computer, I love that idea. I got to find one. I got to find them. Yeah. Yeah. And it really I bet is. Amazon's got them. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got everything. They do, don't they? they? It's a little scary. It is. Uh, 109 here on a Saturday Tech Talk underway. Uh, once again, our number, if you want to call or text, same number. It's easy. Get it, get it locked into your phone, 651 989 9226, and that's good for all our programs, whether you want to call or text us here on CCO. Let's go to the uh, text line. we got a lot of those pouring in right out of the gate. Um, I like when they start, love the show. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Firefox now has an option for login and monitoring. Uh, do you recommend this? I have a Mac currently not running any uh, virus checker or password locker. What do you think about this new feature uh, for Mozilla Firefox? I am actually in the process of researching this, so I am a bit open-minded yet. It looks really good on the surface. I think anything that we do that will protect our computers, and at this particular point, our browsers are truly the most vulnerable. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, my browser in my Linux side I've got Brave, the actual ready-to-release, and I also have the developers. The developers version of, of Brave is getting updates two and three times per day, and it all revolves around security. My normal browsers are generally updating a minimum of three to four times a week, and that's actually relatively new. 
these browsers, the more we can do to protect any kind of anomalies, the better off we are. As long as we're not sacrificing performance, there's always that that mid-ground of what's good and what's bad. But the guy with the Mac, I'm not certain that it might not be overkill. Your Mac is a safe operating system. If you keep it up to date, it will run and run and run. But thank you so much for the text, and it's a good conversation. Yeah, and Firefox is one of those products that's been around long enough. You can trust that brand genuinely. And I think that kind of goes a long way in in what still in a lot of ways is the wild, wild west on the Internet. Oh, it is. But, But when you look at those brands that have been around they have a reputation to protect, and you're generally okay. Um, once again, Doug's going to look into it more, but uh, usually that that's okay with these established firms that have this long-standing reputation. And it's funny how that works in just about anything we do. You bet. Uh, you know, speaking of Firefox, they came out with a recommendation for an extension, which is unusual, and this extension is called Privacy possum like a like a possum animal and they've been fighting the people who have been tracking our keystrokes for years and and actually were the ones that were instrumental in having the do not track built into browsers which really wasn't near as effective as it should have been well this privacy possum says okay here you want information have a bunch of information but it's not yours so now they got to get this information and they got to sort through it and figure out what's real and what isn't before they sell it. And I think this uh, this idea of uh, hitting them in the pocketbook might just end up to be effective. And it will go into any browser. Chrome, Chromium, Brave, um, Firefox, and it's called Privacy Possum. Just go to the Google Chrome store or your extension with whatever browsers and find it and install it. You can't even see it run. It's that fast. And I like that idea. I, I like the idea that we're at least fighting back. It's going to be good if we can get rid of all that nonsense. All right. We're going to be going to the phone lines right out of a quick break. Kathy, hang on the line. Quick one from our text line here, Doug. And th- this gets into the old Windows 7 and should I upgrade to Windows 10? Um, why? If it's if it's running okay, are you in that boat at this point in time? If Windows 7 is running and the machine's running fine, why bother? I, I think that if you have the ability to completely shut off any communication between you and the Microsoft Update server, you're going to be good to go. I don't know if they're going to be sending things out that will eventually corrupt your computer. I don't know. And none of, nobody knows. But at this particular point... I'm hanging on to 7 as long as I can. I personally think it's a safer operating system than Windows 10. I'm absolutely convinced that it will help your privacy. But, yeah, I'd say keep it as long as you can. And if you do need to change, seriously, take a good, long, hard look at installing Linux. Linux is a tremendous operating system. And with little effort, you'll have it installed and it will run and run and run. That would be my advice. All right, quick break. We have more coming up. The phone number and the text number is the same, 651-989-9226. We have a caller waiting. We're going to go there. Kathy, hold on. And, of course, we have some phone lines open for you and a ton of text to get to here on Tech Talk, a news talk, 830-WCCO.
It is 118 Tech Talk here on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. Steve Thompson, Jonathan Lowe, our phone number, text number 651-989-9226. We have a lot of calls lined up. We promised Kathy we'd go there first. Kathy, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I'm wondering, which printer are you recommending for an HP Chromebook? Oh, it really, that's your choice. Uh, anything that will do web printing, which I believe all of them will. I am impartial to HP printers, have been forever. Um, if you're in the market and you're looking, you might also want to check out the new Epson Echo Tank, ECO Tank. They are promoting the fact that you are going to get more mileage out of your consumables, the color ink, than any other printer. And from all reports, I've yet to play with one, but from all reports, these are a nice printer. HP will be a standard in my mind probably forever. They are just little workhorses. I would not recommend that you buy the cheapest printer you can find. If you get up around $100, $150 or more, you will have a printer that lasts a good long while. But my two favorites would absolutely be HP and Epson. And thank you so much for the call. Yeah, and if you have a router and a home Wi-Fi network, they're super easy to get set up. And then uh, whether you have a Chromebook or someone else is on that, really makes it easy to print. They, they, they've come a long way setting up printers. Yeah, they do. it, And at HP, too, you can just go right to HP, and it will register that you have a Chromebook, or you'll tell it you got a Chromebook, and... You actually have an HP Chromebook, so there's an there's an additional little piece of software that will take care of that printer and just rock and roll in minutes. And thank you so much for the call, Kevin. Yeah, it, it really is a lot easier than it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want, you can still go USB. You, you can still go that route. But uh, why not set it up somewhere out of the way, and then you can do your laptop out in the living room or kitchen or wherever. Absolutely. And uh Print whatever you need to print there. It, it is very, very easy. And it, it is amazing how much easier they're making this stuff to set it up. It, it's pretty cool. Let's go to uh, Wells in St. Paul. Wells, you're on with Doug. Uh, yes, sir. I'm calling because uh, my son has a, um iBook uh, tablet, and he was wondering what would cause... Oh, you mean an iPad? Yeah, an iPad. Yeah. And what do you got going on? He's got a black spot up in the corner. Well, that could actually be pixels that are have stopped working. Depends on, on how what it looks like. But it that's probably hardware. And to change that, that that can be changed and but you'd want probably to learn how to do it yourself. And if I'm not mistaken, depending on the model, that's gonna require heat to take that display off of the front. That gets pretty technical. You might want to check out ifixit.com, I-F-I-X-I-T.com. They actually specialize in step-by-step instructions, do-it-yourself, and they do wonderful, wonderful work, anything Mac or Apple. Uh, Check that out first, and hopefully you'll get to the end. But I think that's hardware. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, and Doug, it's one of those, too, where I had a screen crack on a phone, I took it to a spot in the nearby mall. They did a really good job. They charged a regional a reasonable price. There are local companies that 
are factory authorized now to repair this kind of stuff. You bet. And they do it all the time so they can dig into it. And up front, make sure you get an estimate, get oh, yeah. it in writing. Yeah. But they, they can help you out with crack screens and that sort of thing. That's really a good point that you make. You, you really might want to check out the cell phone repair people. They're most likely to be able to do this iPad as well. The, the, the yeah. technology between an iPhone and an iPad, as far as the hardware, it's so close that a lot of these cell phone and smartphone repair places, they're doing um, the small Mac equipment as well. So, yeah, I definitely hang on to it. It's good equipment. And you brought up the glue. That scares me. Oh, it does. Well, you know, where me all too. that stuff is glued together. And Well, you know, when I first started to see that, I thought, well, you know, heat and electronics. And then I remembered about solid-state circuitry. But... It's just you got microprocessors in there too, and the the type of equipment that you need has to be within about eight to ten degrees. So you can't just like take a heat gun and go at it. If you get it apart and it works, well, that's okay. A lot of the instructions also require that it you just soften it and you use like a piano wire to cut the glue to get it off. And that too, if you go too high, you're going to scratch the inside of the screen. If you don't go deep enough. Well, then you're not going to get it off. So it's uh, it's really, really specialized work. It truly is. When I was a kid, an old-timer down the street used to say it's another man's business. That's, there you go. Out of, and, above and now, my pay grade. Now that it's 2020, another person's business. But, uh, yeah, some of that stuff just gets to the point. And, and you got to know your limitations. You do. Uh, you know, and there, there's a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of stuff, as you pointed out. But But you've got to say, you know. Maybe I'd just take it to someone who knows what they're doing. Well, and the YouTube thing is really a good point that you make, too. You can find somebody that's going to tell you how to fix stuff on YouTube for anything. However, I've come to the conclusion with the technology, I want to see the same information almost identical within at least three or four different places. Yeah. One's not enough anymore. It just isn't enough. So just make sure you understand that anybody can post anything on the Internet. And beware that you might want to take another look and get at least a couple more sources that are telling you the same thing. Yeah, the video that says it's okay to put a screwdriver into an outlet, there you not go. a good idea. No, no, no. Don't yeah, try don't that want, at all. Yeah, do not do that. All right, let's go to Robin in Bloomington. Robin, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I would like to know if I want to try Linux what is the easiest version to use, and do I have to uninstall Windows 7 to do this? Uh, you don't have to uninstall, and I probably, not knowing your machine, would recommend Linux Mint. L-I-N-U-X-M-I-N-T dot com. And Linux Mint, if I send people there, the first thing they go is, well, I'm kind of confused. Do I get the cinnamon? Do I get the... XFCE, do I get the Debian version? It comes in different, not actually versions, but desktops. If you have an older machine, I'm going to recommend that you get the XFCE. It's a beautiful desktop. It requires the least resources, and even though they 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 push for the older machines, I put it on brand new ones. All it is just runs faster. That is, and you do when you download an ISO. You can create a bootable DVD or USB drive, boot from that drive, and take it for a test drive. If you like it, you click install, and it will actually install itself right next to Windows and create a dual boot. 
Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, great call. And, Doug, you help people with that all the time. Oh, and we'll every have your phone number day. and email later in the program. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, that's something you do a lot of. Oh, every day. Every day. Yeah, so, Robin, if you need some more advice, you can reach out to Doug. We'll have his phone number and email later in the program. But it is a good idea. This is a great way to keep old equipment up and running. We have more calls, more texts for Doug in a moment here on Tech Talk. That number is 651-989-9226. That's good for a call or a text. Here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. 131 here on a Saturday, Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. Always great to see Doug. And, of course, we are on the air. Saturday is between 1 and 2, sports schedules permitting. And let's go to the phones again. Harry, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Yes, Doug. Hi, Harry. What can we do for you? I have a question. I have about 50 VCR tapes. I tried buying one of those uh, adapters on Amazon and just couldn't get it to work or whatever. Do you recommend any special type of equipment to copy VCR tapes to an MP4 file? There is a ton of them. The big thing is, 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 is how it connects to your computer and the software to configure it. Before you get too carried away, give me a call next week, and I'll actually do a search on, your, on the equipment that you bought. It could be very simple. You might be able to use the equipment you already have. Now, in the event that you have some type of anomaly that possibly equipment, no matter what's not going to work, there's a company in the cities called Astound Video. Is that it? Astound? Yep, astoundvideo.com. These guys, I've actually sent several people to them to have old movies, even video, even 8 millimeters, and they do fantastic work. Film, but, slide, video, uh, they have advertised on CCO over the years. And once again, uh, you can certainly try to do it on your own, but this is what this company does every day, for a living. Every yep. day. And, and I I agree with the fact that you're doing it on your own, especially if you're retired, semi-retired. It's a good pastime, and I will try to help you. But worst comes to worst, there's always that alternative. And thank you so much for the call. Yeah, and uh, we, we always encourage people to do it yourself, but uh, if it's just too much, uh, you can send it to a firm like Astound Video, and they, they, they do an outstanding job. Absolutely. And, and really these tapes, and one of the things we do know over the years about magnetic video, cassettes, videotapes, uh, even film, uh, which is a different process in magnetic tape, but the same basic concept. This stuff gets brittle over time. Well, it's going to degrade. So, it, so it's important to act. And and find a way to digitize this stuff. You, you know, you can't encourage that enough, especially special moments, uh, past Christmases, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, whatnot. That, to get this thing in digital, not only will you preserve it, but a lot of times they can actually improve the quality. And we see that in the old movies when we watch these ones that come out and they've been colorized. Uh, I'm amazed at some of the quality that they're producing from an old movie that you wouldn't never think to see in color, and all of a sudden it looks like it was actually filmed a couple weeks ago. Tremendous, tremendous advantages we've got there. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have a problem, though, if they tried to colorize 
a film like Citizen Kane. Well, you'll still be able to get it in black and white. Yeah, I I don't want that. I mean... It It does have a tone. Some of that old black and white, uh, that's an art form. It is. It is. In fact, we're going to be seeing new movies come out with that same type of bronzing. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see what people think is just the latest and the greatest. Sometimes that old stuff is really kind of fun. And thank you again for the call. Yeah, great call, and it, it is very important. And another reminder, on your to-do list, uh, you got those old videos. Those do not last forever. And the equipment, we're, we're running out of the equipment. How many people have an operating VCR? I have one that was working and is sitting on a shelf in the basement. But once again, you know, the connections to even get that thing hooked up to a modern TV. Plus, have it talk to the computer, which is a whole different language as well. So, yeah, it's uh, there's converters and there's lots of equipment out there, but a lot of it is specialized for specific operating systems as well. So it's um, it can get a little bit complex as trying to figure it out. And but it, it, it is doable. It's doable. Yeah. Uh, great call. Thanks for that. Uh, as always, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. That's good for a call or a text for any of our programs here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Let's go to Devin Savage. Deb, you're on the air. Hello. Um, thanks for taking my call, Doug. Sure. Here's I actually have two, and I think they're small ones. First one is, Suddenly, I can no longer send emails on my iPad unless I'm returning a message. So I can't initiate any emails on my iPad. Oh, that's weird. That's just bizarre. Um, if you're working with a local email client, which you probably are on that Apple, yes. um, I don't think this is settings as much as it is. You may need to update that mail program. The, okay. the fact that you can actually hit return and go back, you're good to go. But this not being able to send a new one, that is strange. You could check your okay. settings with your with your email provider, but it sounds more to me that it has to do more with the email client software that's installed on that. And if you have problems with that, uh, give me a call, and we'll see what we can find out for you. And we'll, you had a second question? Yeah, thank you so much. The second question is also, is also um, probably not a weird one. Mm, I've been with a local provider for a long time, and I really would like to switch. However, my email account is associated with them. Oh, sure. Uh, this this has actually been a problem for decades. Uh, the original thought of an Internet service provider giving you an email as part of your service, the the initial thought was that was, was to retain customer loyalty. And there... This is one of the big reasons why Steve and I recommend a Gmail account. Now, I would also recommend that you get a Gmail account if you don't have one. And what you do is you put that email that you have now so it's being retrieved by Google underneath your Gmail account and keep it for a while. At the end of your email, just do an automated signature. Um, I'm planning on changing my email address to such and such and such, and the cutoff date will be, and give yourself 60 to 90 days. That's one alternative. Another alternative is, before you cancel your account with your provider, ask them if you can keep your email, even if you get a different service, and if so, how much does it cost? But eventually, you're going to want to do away with that because, well, once you get playing with Gmail, 
you're going to go, why would I want another email account? This thing is instant. It's always clean. Nobody can clean email like Gmail does. They've got a ton of people, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, filtering spam, viruses, malware. They just do, they're the best on the planet. It's that simple. So, yeah, but you do definitely, I'm glad to hear that you prepared for that. I've had customers that their email were gone, and we jumped through hoops for weeks trying to retrieve what we could get a hold of. Now, once they cut off that deal, most Internet providers will leave their email on the server for 30 or 60 days. If it goes beyond that, they're going to wipe it out to give themselves more disk space. Fantastic call. Thank you so much. All right. Phone number 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. We have some lines open right now, and it's a great opportunity to jump to the text line. Um, I have a Dell laptop computer about five years old, used for paying bills, email, creating documents, spreadsheets, nothing too complicated. Uh, about three weeks ago, uh, my Chrome window would not load. Not able to get anything to work on Chrome. Tried restarting, uh, reinstalled, no change. What's going on with Chrome? You reinstalled and you didn't get it. That's what That's he said. That's bizarre. That's, um, I think at that point, it's time for you to go into your control panel and create a new profile. Uh, you can still have the same name, but it's going to have to be a little bit different. And just start Windows with a new profile. And before I did that, I would actually uninstall Chrome where it's damaged as well. You might want to be checking your antivirus and malware as well. This is strange. Unless you've got a Google account and you've installed a ton of extensions, which we don't recommend extensions. And if you do have them, keep them to a minimum. Um, and it's repopulating those extensions, and one of the extensions is bad, that this is very, very bizarre. And also, Google Chrome, on the last page of the settings, has a reset to default to the beginning. I would try that as well. If that doesn't work, it's time for a new Windows profile and start fresh, and your programs won't have to be reinstalled, but you might have to redo your shortcuts. And that was a great text. Thank you so much. All right. On the uninstall, though, would this be a good spot for, like, a Revo uninstall? Oh, yes. To get all of it out of your machine oh. and then really start fresh? Absolutely. Now, Revo, as you know, is built by the same – or was originally programmed by Paraform, the same people that did CCleaner, and they've been bought out by Avast. I haven't seen Revo since then, but i got to go look and see. I'm sure they have it for sale. Uh it's a tremendous uninstall program. I love Revo Uninstaller. If you still have access to an old free version, and they're out there so you can download it, uh, that would work as well. Uh, try to see if you can find a free one. If you can't, just pop right over to Avast, and they now own Pureform, and just purchase it. It's well worth the money. I think it's about 30 bucks last time I looked. And again, great text. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, to the text line, we'll continue there. Um, confused. Avast wants to sell a different program, antivirus, um, VPN, um, and then they bring up malware bytes, uh, is free or premium for purchase. 
What would you recommend when it comes ultimately to antivirus? Well, if you're running a Windows 7 machine, my first choice is going to be the premium version of Malwarebytes. So you pay. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's be clear. You can have Malwarebytes for free, the scanner. That's not the real-time protection. It's not and that's gonna, what you need. Absolutely. It will, it will scan your computer, and it will check. However... The premium version looks at every file coming into your computer before it's saved to the hard drive and before it could do any damage. It also looks at your boot record when you start your computer. And a lot of the big nasties hide in the boot record. And and they're literally almost impossible to get rid of unless you do a complete reinstall. So, yeah, the premium version of Malwarebytes, I think it's about 30 bucks a year. If you can't afford that or you don't think your computer is worth spending at, SpyBot Search and Destroy, you can download the free version of SpyBot Search and Destroy, and they have an antivirus, I think, for $18 a year that you can add to that. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Malwarebytes is in the United States. If you call, you're going to actually talk to somebody, and they will give you verbal support. SpyBot Search and Destroy, I'm quite certain, you are going to have to be doing everything communicating via email or chat. And sometimes that's more difficult with support. So it's uh, uh, to me, it'd be worth the $12 or 15 bucks a year or more to have that support factor. And Malwarebytes has done a tremendous job for the entire Internet over the years. They have done things free. Well, ADW Cleaner is produced by Malwarebytes free of charge. They've never charged for it. People are downloading it and cleaning their computer every day. It's a wonderful, wonderful company to support. And thank you so much for the text. It's a great text. Yeah, and throw that out there again. A-D-W cleaner. cleaner. Yeah, and there's no spaces there. It's, it's and not, it's not something you download. Is it something you just run? Yeah, it's a portable program, so you okay. don't have to install it. Um, you can get it at uh, Major Geeks File Depository. You can download it right straight from Malwarebytes at Malwarebytes.com. And M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S dot com. And ADW Cleaner is meant for the machine that has things running, might not have brought you to a complete halt, but you download it, you save the file anywhere you want, remember where you saved it, click it, and it starts up and it runs. When it's done, it shows you what it found, gives you an opportunity to quarantine or whitelist, and then reboot, and you're off to the races again. I always recommend to people when you're done with it, just delete that .exe file, adwcleaner.exe, and you're good to go. I really like that program. That thing has saved my customers thousands of dollars over the years. Thousands. Easy. Yeah, it is a good one. Quick break. We have more. 651-989-9226. We have time for some more calls. We have a ton of text to get to, including... Uh, what model brand memory Chromebook would you recommend? We'll, we'll get into that coming up. Uh, plus we'll talk about an older MacBook as well here on, uh, tech talk each and every Saturday sports schedules permitting between one and two here at news talk, a three O W C C O. We continue on tech talk. Once again, Doug in studio, let's go to Lawrence and Edina Lawrence here on the air. Good morning or good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi. Uh, MacBook Pro and iMac. Yes. Uh, I keep getting in Safari, this little pop-up that tells me to install Adobe Flash Player. I've gone out to the site. 
I haven't clicked on the link. I've gone out to the site and downloaded on a couple, several occasions, but I keep getting that little thing saying, click here to download. Uh, you know, this is really an interesting thing that's going on with Flash. Flash, I believe, is going by the way of the Dodo very soon, and many websites will not accept entrance from a browser that has the Flash extension installed. It's become vulnerable. Now, there's still a lot of websites out there that are running Flash. If you don't need it, get rid of it. And Safari, I think, has got built-in security, so it may let you bring it in, but it's going to put caveats around it. This might just be a good solution, and it should work. If you don't already have Chrome installed on your Mac, Download Chrome for the Mac and install it and see how that goes. Also, you may have to uninstall your older versions of Flash before you can actually bring in the new one. And if that doesn't work, you're going to have to be looking at some type of software that will clean your Mac. Either cleanmymac.com or Onyx is a free version, and it's spelled just like the stone, O-N-Y-X. Both of those should Clean out what's called your daemons, and you should be able to get it installed. But I I got to tell you, use caution. I'm not a big fan of Flash. I haven't been for years, but I have customers that demand it. So I put it on, but I give them lots of warnings. It's not good. Not what it used to be. So use some caution. Thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. All right, Doug, Chromebooks from our text line. What do you recommend when it comes to Chromebooks? We have two at home. I have both are HPs. I have one, have had it uh, for four-plus years. My wife has a newer one. Uh, it is an HP as well. We've had really good luck, but there's a lot of good equipment out there in Chromebook. Indeed. And a lot of reliable brands, HP, Asus, uh, Samsung. A lot of companies are building Chromebooks. They are. And here's the thing. I... This is a great text to see you guys. I Lenovo's like, another. Oh, God, they put out some nice equipment. I was actually shopping one for our, our friend Eric Nelson because he needs a new machine, and I'm looking. And I stumbled across a 12.5-inch Asus, 11-hour battery life. Now, this is a high-end Chromebook. You're looking at about $700. But you turn this thing on in 3.5 seconds, you're ready to go to work. 11-hour battery life. Weighs about 2.8 pounds, and it is an animal. Uh, 8 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs solid-state drive. Now, HP also has uh, upper echelon Chromebooks. They're about four to $600. Wonderful equipment. It's difficult for you to go wrong on a Chromebook. If you're looking for something local, you can run out to Micro Center. I checked their site today. They've got a Lenovo there for $200. Brand new machine. Beautiful little Chromebook. I'm looking for Eric for something that's small and portable, but I do not want to go less than a 12-inch. But you can get a Chromebook at a 14-inch, 15-inch. I've yet to see one in a 17, but I'm certain there's one out there somewhere. These are nice computers. I love the fact that they will never require antivirus. They will never require malware. You'll never, ever have to worry about an update. You turn it on, and it's always up to date. Like having always brand new computer. In addition to that, with the Chromebook, you will get a hundred gigabytes of Google storage up in the clouds. It's a tremendous 
way to go. And really, if you're thinking about a Chromebook, think about how much money you're willing to go, top end, how much you'd like to spend, and shop within that price. It's going to be tough for you not to find some piece of equipment that fits the bill. Big thing, make sure the keyboard fits, make sure the screen's the right size for you, and like I say, Micro Center has a tremendous display of these. Go out and play with them. They'll be happy to see you. Yeah, and they are available all over town. It's become a very popular item, and and really... uh, from 125 bucks thereabouts all the way up to the high end machine it's amazing my chromebook was about two and a half my wife's same how long price have you had point, that now over four years oh jeez how can you do any better than that doesn't I, that's, owe, that's wonderful doesn't and, owe me a dime and, and and I bet it runs as good today as it did the day yeah, you pulled it out of the box no problem yeah see this is the thing I think a lot of problems that are happening today Steve and I hate to say this on the radio but I'm gonna I think it has to do with corporate digital extortion. I think all these scare tactics and all this updates and this and this. And I always wanted to ask Microsoft right straight out, after 40-plus years, why can't you create an operating system that's secure, at least as secure as Linux or a Mac? And I don't know. They're always trying to be my buddy, but I, we don't hear any of that stuff with a Chromebook. None of it. All Just, right. Turn them on and run. Before we run out of time, we want to get into something really important. We only have two minutes to go. Do people who are running Windows 7 right now need to upgrade to Windows 10 or go out and buy a new machine? I don't think so. I would back up your data, make sure you got full copies, because, again, we don't know what's going to be around the corner. But if that computer is prepared properly, you can actually make that machine almost invisible on the Internet. And I have been living by this rule since the day I got in this business. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Somehow, somewhere along the line, that got changed. And, oh, you got to have the latest and the greatest. And if you don't do this, your hair is going to fall out. I, I just can't buy it anymore. It's just, it's out of line. It's out of whack. So once again, shut off the updates. Have yep. a good commercial antivirus. You recommend malware bites. There are a lot of good ones out there. You should be fine. You should. There's no reason to panic. When you're looking at reconfiguring Windows, any communication between you and Microsoft, cut it off. And that's it. Just And if you need my help, give me a holler. All right. And by the way, how do people reach you? Phone number and email, Doug. Thank you. 651-552-9543. WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. Thank you, Steve. Have a good week. All right, Doug uh, gets a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls, as you might expect, but he will get back to you uh, once again. Uh, always good to see Doug here on Tech Talk, and we come your way each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock, sports schedules permitting, and a lot of great calls and a lot of great texts. We'll be back next week, of course. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.